The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Listeners, Please welcome fan favorite crossover star on the rise, Andre Stone. Welcome to the show, Andre. <laughs> Thanks. What up? What up? What up? Thanks for having me. It is fantastic to have you on, man. Like I was telling you before the show, and I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat it because you know. So it's a part of your story, and it's a part of the interview canon. You are incredibly. Like, I'm not stop you. <laughs> I know, right? You are incredibly buzzworthy. Like you Thank are you. redonkulously buzzworthy. The fact that you've been getting so much work, and the studios have seemed to embrace you, and the fans have embraced you as well. Major props to you. All the hat tips Thank and you. all that kind of stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride um, from starting. I mean, I effectively started back in like, well, you know, I'll let you ask the question and <laughs> kind of like lead, lead, lead to where it needs to go. But thank you. I very much appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, we're going to get into all of that. But before we get into that, I typically like to start off these interviews by getting some unique stats out the way. So uh, what's your height and weight? Uh, height is six foot three. Weight, I've been fluctuating. Uh, I think right now I'm at like 212 pounds, something, something around there. What's your ethnic background? Uh, half black, half white. What's your zodiac sign? Scorpio. If that wasn't already obvious. I mean, you know, I mean, it's clear. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about horoscopes, but everybody says, oh, Scorpio, they're just fucking sluts. And I'm like, well, I mean, you got me, okay? You got me. <laughs> well, I would have said y'all are very sexual, but yes, oh, okay. I guess well, the other way is a little bit more direct. <laughs> but yes, good. I don't know much about uh, zodiac signs either, but I do know, I mean, there's something about the Scorpios that's apparently incredibly legendary, so. Hey, I'm not, again, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> there you, <laughs> you go. all you want. And how old are you? Uh, 33. I'm starting to get my white hairs, actually. I've well, there you go. Yes, and a birthday around the corner, right? Scorpio's season mm-hmm. is coming up, right? So happy early birthday. Yep. Thank you. It's, it's in a month and a day, November 5th, is when my birthday is. All right, very nice. Please do not dock me with that information. <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's get to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm from SoCal. Um, so a city called Gardena is where I was born and raised for the first few years of my life. Then moved to a city called Covina, Um when I was like about seven or eight and lived out there until I went to undergrad. Uh, so pretty much SoCal from all my childhood. What was young Andre Stone like? What was life like for you growing up? Depends on how you define young. Um, if you're talking about young, 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 uh, I think my, I mean, obviously I don't remember what my parents described me as like very, Okay, so my nickname was Giggle Bucket because, like, I just, like, laugh and giggle all the time because I was a very carefree kid. Um, as I came around to high school, like, you know, like, middle school, high school, I was, I was dealing with a lot of, like, anxiety and stuff like that. And so it's kind of funny, like, back then, I just could not talk to a girl, like, to save my life. Like, I just could not do it. Um, and 
you know, look at me now. But, yeah, so, like, in high school, I was, you know, still kind of, like, outgoing and fun, but just very, very shy when it came to girls. Um, and, yeah, and it's been sort of, like, this journey of self-discovery since high school, going on to college, going on to grad school, and just kind of, like, figuring out who I am and, you know, where, where I fit in this world. Let's talk about what was going on with your life just prior to entering the adult industry. Yeah, so um, right before uh, joining the, the porn world, I was a lawyer. Um, I had just passed the bar a year prior, uh, so I took the exam. Like, I graduated law school in 2020, so right around the COVID time, took the bar exam, um, passed it, and was working at a, at a sort of, like, legal aid place, helping, like, low-income folks with housing issues. Um, but, uh, and I worked there for a year and I was like kind of getting burnt out. Um, it was like difficult to keep up with, with everything. And, uh, at that point, the, um, the firm that I was working at said that they wanted me to come, they wanted everybody to come back to the office. So I was living with my brother. I still live with my brother. He's like my best friend. And, uh, he's like immunocompromised. So back then this was like, I don't remember if the vaccines were out yet or not, but it was still very early on in the pandemic. And I was like, fuck no, no way. I'm going to go back in the office um, when we have COVID, like, and I have to, I have to worry about that. Um, so I was, like, trying to figure out what do I want to do next. And, I mean, I'd been poly, polyamorous and, and dating. Um, so I was very much, like, in my slut era, as they say. Um, and I was on one of the apps. <laughs> I'll never forget this. And it was December, and I saw – uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say any names because I don't know if there's a story that I should, I should share. I haven't actually asked her. But I, I saw, you know, a very big performer on one of the apps and was like, are you real? And she was like, yeah, I'm real. I'm just like in, in town for a couple days looking to shoot. And I was like, well, I just got tested. So, like, I'm down. And so my first scene I shot was just kind of like random uh, off the apps. And it was a good scene. And I was like, wait up. If I can shoot with her, like, I guess she was anybody, you know? Um, and so I'd always wanted to be in porn, like, ever since I was a teenager. So it was like, what, you get to fuck, like, the hottest people in the world and you paid for it? Like, yeah, I want to do that. But there just didn't seem like a realistic way to do that um, until I had that experience. And I was like, you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm, I'm stopping my job right now. I have some free time. Let's figure it out. And so that's kind of how it started. And it's been going since then. Wow, that's crazy. That is that is quite the story right there, <laughs> right? my friend. What? <laughs> like, what is going on? And I tell people, it's so funny, too, because I'll tell people, and they're like, this, like, that's crazy. And I'm like, honestly, this is just, like, the day-to-day for me. I just kind of, like, go from this to that. And uh, it all makes sense in my mind at the moment. And then you step back and it's like, dog, what the fuck journey are you on? <laughs> what is going on here? Um but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been fun. I believe it. All right, so you had always thought about porn, like you had the idea, but you weren't sure how it would end up happening, and now it ends up happening. So you yeah. do that scene, and was it that you were, I guess, bitten by the the porn bug, for lack of a better word, and you were like, "This is something that I really am going to seriously consider doing." Well, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, I mean, I had been. Like, basically, once the pandemic started, I had, like, five girlfriends at the time, because um, I was poly, right? Well, not five girlfriends, but five girls I was regularly seeing. Um, and so I was poly, and I was trying to keep all of those relationships alive and juggling them when we couldn't see each other. So I was just, like, I was just, like, taking dick pics, doing, you know, cum videos, all this stuff, just to, like, 
stay sexually connected to all my partners. Um, so I had a bunch of content that I was just building up. Well, back then I didn't call it content, but like now it's like, you know, thinking about it. Um, so I had a bunch of content and then I, I had that shoot and I was like, wait up, like if I could actually make this work. Oh, and then she, she showed me like, she's like, yeah, this is like what OnlyFans can make you. So they show me your OnlyFans. I was like, what? Are you going to make that much money? So I was like, you know what? Let me just try this out. Let me see where it goes. Um, and, and, and kind of started from there. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool, like, um, kind of, like, meeting people, developing connections, developing relationships, and, like, really expanding and exploring my sexuality and, and sort of, like, who I am as a sexual person. Um, so it's been, it's been a really dope process for me. And, honestly, like I tell people, it's the first career that I've had where I'm actually excited every day to get to work. And I've had two careers before, so I was a lawyer before. And then before that, I was a journalist. Um, and both of those careers, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the work so I don't get fired and so that I get raises or whatever, but, like, my heart wasn't in the same way, you know, um, for, for different reasons for the different careers. But, um, yeah, porn is the first one where, like, I wake up and it's like, all right, let's get it. Like, I want to be the best performer I can be. I love the sound of that. Very nice. It's great that you were able to find your passion in, in this really fascinating industry. Yeah. Yeah. No, so there's just so many different sort of like avenues and ways to engage with fans. Um, you know, there's the OnlyFans, there's the studios, there's customs. Like recently, I've been getting into camming and sexting on the on the platforms. Um, I don't know if we can we can we name drop platforms. Is that of course, yes. Okay, yeah. So I've been uh, camming on Chatterbait, Strip Chat, and then sexting on Sex Panther, and like. For as much as I like making porn, I think my actual true calling is sexting because it's just so fun. <laughs> it's just so fun. And, like, all of these things I wouldn't have known. Um, I definitely wouldn't have known how to make money with it uh, if it weren't for the, you know, the opportunities that I've kind of had as they as they develop. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's a super fascinating industry with just so many different ways to engage with fans and, and uh, audiences. Absolutely. In total, how long have you been in the business? Uh, I guess it depends on when you define the start date. So <clears throat> the time when I shot that scene was December 2022. Uh, but right after I shot that scene, I uh, went to New York um, for like two and a half months doing a COVID testing company. <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a weird detour. Um, I mean, I can go into it if you want, but that was a strange one. Um, and then I got back in like March or April, or I got back to LA in, in March and LA is where I'm based. And then I started trying to shoot a little bit in March and April, but then I got COVID. And so I didn't really start shooting on a regular basis until about May of 2022. Um, so technically I probably started in December, 2022, but I would say it wasn't until May, 2022 that I actually like hit the ground. Like, all right, I'm gonna try to collab. I'm gonna try to like get my social media up uh, and all that stuff. So I would say it's a little bit over a year and a half. All right. But still, for a year and a half, whether it's just a year and like a month or two or a year and a couple months, whatever you want to call it, I mean, it's still incredibly impressive the Thank way you. that you have skyrocketed. So major props to you, major props on the dedication, the passion, and all that kind of stuff. You reference sexuality. So yeah. I, I want to discuss that with you because you have been doing, you know, all different types of scene work throughout, mm -hmm. you know, the various 
avenues in the industry. So I'm sure someone that's listening, you know, they heard you say that you were poly before the industry and they've seen you have sex with all different types of people in the industry thus far in your scene work. So they might be curious as to what your personal sexuality is. So how would you define yourself in that way? Right. So the term is uh, genophilic or genosexual, which basically means femininity regardless of gender. So I don't, gender doesn't actually matter to me at all. Um, it, it's basically just about how, do you, how does one present? And it's funny because it's hard to sort of like define characteristics that, that define femininity. Um, I try to do this actually for a while. And I, I can't, I haven't really pinned anything down. Um, but yeah, so basically if you're a feminine person or a femme person, like I'm probably going to be attracted to you. Um, so yeah, and it's funny because like I've reached out to oh, God, I don't know, <laughs> like probably like fifty or sixty like twinks uh, to shoot with because I I look like you know I fuck cute twinks like I'm very into it right um, and they'll see my page and they're like well you just fuck girls and I'm like okay I get that that's what you're seeing but in my head it's like that's not what's relevant right it's like how do you look, how do you present, how do you act, how do you behave, like all of those things come together, and that's what I'm attracted to, not like the gender, you know what I mean? I feel you on that, and I think you you just described it and expressed it in a way that the, the listeners should be able to understand and digest it. Right, yeah, and I think that, like, I don't know, for me it feels like that's closer to what feels like an accurate description of uh, sexual attraction in the first place, like... I, th- I think if you really explore and expand your sort of ideas about, like, what are you attracted to and why, it gets really hard to, like, draw these lines and, and boundaries based on gender, you know? Like, um, and, and I think it, it really requires some exploration of, like, who you are, you know, what are the things that you find attractive to really get to that point of, like, okay, this is actually my orientation, and I want to explore it and express it as, you know, as broadly and as widely as I can. Let's talk about your name, yeah. Andre Stone. How'd you come up with yeah. your performer name? Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, Miles Long was already taken. Uh, that, was, that was my original one that I wanted to do. Um, and I actually met that, the, the B Miles Long. Uh, I was shooting a scene, and apparently it was at his house. And I was like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, we were talking for a little while. I was like, hey, that was actually my first name, Miles Long. And he's like, well, it's good that you didn't do it because I would have fucking sued you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, well. Good to know. Good to know. Um, so that was my first idea. I batted around a couple other ideas. Um, and then I wanted to, basically I decided on Andre Stone because I wanted, one, I thought you kind of just needed a, a like, penis pun in a name as a male performer. Um, so Stone is in, like, hard, hard, you know, obviously. Um, and then Andre I chose because I kind of wanted to uh, highlight my ethnicity being, you know, being black. And, um, the funny thing about that is some fucker on Twitter already had at Andre Stone. So I was like, well, I can't use that. So I was like, all right, let me use at Andre Stones. And then it's like a, it's like a ball pun, like a, like a scrotum pun, right? It's like my stones. But now everybody thinks my name is Andre's, and so they think I'm Latino. And it's like, okay, well, why did I even do that fucking name in the first place? Um, but, yeah, so Andre's kind of like a uh, – just like a signal to, to, to the viewer and to the audience that, you know – 
I'm black, that's my ethnic background, um, cultural background, and then Stone is just like, you know, rock hard. Let's talk about your first day on a porn set or your first time doing a porn shoot. I feel like because of your story, you kind of have maybe two mm-hmm. firsts, like the very right. first time and then the first time you were doing it when you sort of like jumped headfirst into the industry. Right. So I don't know if right. you want to break them down separately, but uh, but if you do, that'd be awesome. Like what was your first yeah. experiences? What were they like? You know, were you a natural? You know, did what were you immediately comfortable? What was going on in your mind? Were you nervous? A little bit of oh, everything. Yeah, definitely nervous. Definitely nervous. Um, I, the funny thing is, I'm actually I, I'm not a huge I'm not an exhibitionist at all. Like I don't enjoy performing in front of other people. Um, so that's definitely been like one of the things that makes it hard. But then I'm like, well, you know, I'm hot enough. I think I have a, a big enough dick. I think. Um, to make it in this industry, so like let's just let's just do it, you know. Um, but the first one was with the performer, um, and it was funny. Like I walked in and she had like the, uh, the 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 tripod set up with lights and stuff, and I hadn't I hadn't really ever seen it before because I hadn't shot anything other than just like the grainy you know video on my phone of me stroking off or whatever. Um, so she had the lighting all set up, and then she you know was getting everything just sort of, like, set perfectly. And I remember, like, as I walked away from that scene, I was, like, um, that was kind of, like, my welcome to the NBA moment, you know, where it's, like, okay, I've been doing college with just, like, this poly fuck-around thing, right, where it's just, like, okay, you show up, whatever. But this is, like, the pros, and, you know, she's Michael Jordan, and I'm, like, trying to, you know, keep up. Um, (laughs) So that was kind of, like, my experience. But, I mean, we just kind of shot it at a hotel, and, and that was the first night. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we, we just kind of shot that. And then she was staying for the whole weekend. And so she was like, well, you know, I'm free again. The, the next night, she's like, I'm free again. I was like, I'll go again. <laughs> so then, you know, I came again. Um, and, uh, no, it was really fun because, and so she, she was, she's trans and, um, in, in the scene, <clears throat> like, I'm fucking her, and then she comes on herself. And that's always, to me, is, like, sex for me, what I actually get out of it is, like, making the other person feel good. Um, I think, like, the, the term is, like, service top. I think that that kind of, like, most accurately reflects my sort of, like, um, like, like, what attracts me about sex. And so when I made her come on my dick on camera, I was like, oh, I got this shit. Like, <laughs> it's just going to be no problem for me moving forward. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. And then she was just down to earth, and, like, we just, like, hung out, talked, chatted a little bit afterwards, and, like, got to know each other. And she, like, gave me some pointers about, like, how to market stuff. Um, so it was a really cool experience. And, honestly, I think that collabs like that are where I feel most comfortable in, 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 in the industry. Because it's basically, it's just like two people, like, you know, two colleagues doing work together and then just kind of connecting on a personal level um, about this industry that we're both in that, like, you know, 99.9% of people on the planet, like, just don't have any access to and just, like, fantasy world for them. So I really like that. I think it's really cool. Um, In terms of... Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I just wanted to interject for just a half a second to say, like, I feel like nowadays, you know, especially in, like, the post-pandemic world that we're living in right now in the industry 
I feel like collabs, you know, original content collabs, you know, whether it's for OnlyFans, ManyVids, et cetera, et cetera, the various different platforms that are out there, I think those are some of the better work for performers in the industry at, at this point in time. Like, sure, yeah. it is nice to work with the big studios. I feel like working with the big studios, it does get your name out there to their fan base, you know, which is incredibly large, mm-hmm. and it, right. it's it's great for name recognition. It's great to be for for um to use it almost like as a means to introduce yourself to new people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think collabs, you know, are where it's at for performers nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty new to the industry, so I can't speak too much from personal experience. But it does seem like OnlyFans. And just the kind of, like, work-from-home model for, for porn has really moved the power from studios and agencies to the individual. 100%. Like, you're the person who's bringing the money. You're like, they're capitalizing on your name. It, it's not the inverse. And, it, and it's funny because, like, I think it's different, right? I think for male performers, partic- outside, of the, outside of the gay world, um, so I shoot uh, straight content. I've, I've only shot well, – actually, no, I've shot some gay stuff. And that was fun. Tristan West, if you, if you haven't seen it, if you like gay stuff, uh, Andre Stone and Tristan West, we've shot two scenes together. Uh, I love him. He, he's, he's fucking hilarious. Uh, and super tight hole, like, just great. Um, but, uh, yeah, for, for, the, for the male performance of straight content, uh, both for, for trans girls and, and cis girls, it's like you're just a prop, like – no one gives a fuck about you. Like, you're not, nobody's watching you. <laughs> they're just there like, all right, is your dick hard? Are you going to come? And, like, can you pound her, her pussy, right? Like, that's, that's what – can you do that? And so the studios like it, but I don't feel like there's as much benefit for the male performers. I feel like the benefit for the male performers when it comes to uh, uh, the straight world is, like, are you one of the guys that, like, Brazzers is going to call every day? Right, because then you really start to develop things. Right, like uh, was uh, Johnny Sins, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like his name is so popular because he's you fucking ubiquitous, right? Like that's why you know I'm sure his OnlyFans goes crazy because he's ubiquitous. Anytime you turn on Brad, you're gonna see him uh, or Reality Kings or whatever. And so I feel like for a male performer, once you get to that level, then then there's like more benefit in terms in terms of the brand. But until then, it feels like you know you're kind of like paying your dues putting the work in, obviously making, making great content, having fun. But like, I don't think that people are, who are buying a browser subscription or a reality King subscription or a trans angel subscription are looking for the hot dudes to follow on OnlyFans. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different market. No, At I feel, like, I feel you on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I understand. But that said, you know, I, I have reached out to lots of, um, of gay studios as well, because like I said, I really do like fucking twinks. And so, you know, if I could get in front of some of those studios to do that kind of work, I think that the, uh, the calculus would be changed, um, in terms of what benefits do you get as a male performer? Um, because then everybody who's, who's going there is looking for the guy. You know what I mean? Either that or Susan Buck, like those are the, the two places where people actually give a fuck about the male talent. And, and I don't mean it. Sorry. Let me, clarify i don't mean like the studios don't give a fuck about the male talent all the studios i've worked with have been great more of like the fans aren't going there for the male talent if that clarifies things <laughs> I don't totally want to no 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 i'm trying to like throw shade on a studio or whatever 
Yeah, no, no, no. I completely understand what you're saying, and and also, I mean, let's be honest. The the way that the productions are being shot, I mean, it's not shot necessarily with the the male performer, with their sort of. Um, I'm trying to word it in a way that makes sense because I'm. I was about to say their POV, but in essence, sometimes you're seeing mm-hmm. the POV of the male performer. But you, the male performer is not the focus. The focus. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, unlike you mentioned, see him fuck, where the male mm-hmm. performer is the focus. The right. you know their scene partner caters to the male performer. So that mm-hmm. type of scene is very different. But we kind of got sidetracked. You were about to talk oh, about right. um, no, no worries. It was my fault. Um, you were about to start talking about uh, the the other first that you had after you oh, know, the yeah, very yeah, very yeah. very first time that you shot. Right. 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 Yeah, so the first scene, uh, the first studio scene that I shot was with Groovy, Groovy Girls, uh, a trans studio. Uh, shout out Buddy Wood, the director uh, that I work with in L.A. Great dude. Um, work with them pretty regularly. In fact, I'm going to be working with them tomorrow. Um, and it was with a performer named Billy Beaumont, who uh, trans performer, gorgeous, super fun, uh, considered one of my friends in the industry. Um, and, and yeah, that one was, that one was fun. Um, it was fun, but it was also different because it was the first time I'd ever, like, had a dude in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, while we were shooting. Um, because, I, like, with Cole, I was just you and the other performer. I mean, sometimes you have a videographer. Um, but at that stage in my career, it was, it was just all tripod stuff. So I was like, dog, like, what is this, man? Like, <laughs> like back the fuck up. Cause, so, like, you know, so for, like, masculine dudes, or basically anything from, like, not feminine all the way to, like, very masculine, like, I'm not really attracted to that. And so it's hard to sort of, like, get in the right headspace that you need to be to, like, fully perform when, when at least for me, when, I'm one, I'm not, like, attracted to the exhibitionist part of it. And then, two, there's, like, a dude. And so Groovy, it was just him, but uh, for a lot of other studios, there's, like, sound crew, lighting, uh, consent person, a director, sometimes two directors. So there's like a whole fucking cast uh, and crew. Um, so it took me forever to come. <laughs> it took me forever to come on that scene. And I felt so bad because I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, you know, Billy, like, is great. And, you know, like, I'm very much attracted to her. And I don't want her to think that it's her or whatever. Um, and I'm like, damn, am I letting down, you know, the studio that is taking me so fucking long? Uh, and so ultimately I get there, but I was like very much in my head because that was the first time I ever done shooting for a studio, shooting with a dude in the room who like obviously I'm not attracted to, no no offense uh, to Buddy. Um, and so yeah, it's just like sort of like getting in the mindset of like, all right, this is a job, right? And so <clears throat> that was my first time. And as I've worked more and more, it's gotten more and more comfortable. Um, it was funny, I was, I was uh, shooting a scene with Kink like last year. Um, and I was talking to the, the uh, rigger, the person who does the, the ropes, afterwards. And he's like, yeah, I think one of the things that you're going you're gonna to realize is that, like, you just have to get comfortable with, like, seeing people or having people watch you jerk off. And then once he said that, I was like, damn, like, he's kind of right. Like, this is my job. This isn't something they haven't seen before. Like, everybody is just waiting for the cum shot and they can go home. So, like, instead of being in my head about, like, oh, all these fucking people around, it's like, this is just a job. This is just a job. And so now... I think I've gotten a lot more comfortable. I think I've shot, I've shot over 20 scenes now for studios. Um, and so I've gotten a lot more comfortable with like 
all right, there's a job, do the work, this, that. And in fact, you know, me and me and Buddy, I feel like we have a pretty good, like, working relationship where, like, he'll get sometimes, like, to do POV, like, he's going to get up over my shoulders. And so, so I'm hearing, you know, this dude breathing into my ear, like, <laughs> with the camera hanging over my shoulders as I'm fucking his girl. I was like, yo, this business does work. Um, and, and honestly, there, there was one point where he did that where I was like, yo, I actually feel, like, this is actually kind of an empowering feeling because, like, this, this is me at my job. You know what I mean? Like, this is me performing the work that I'm paid to do and this is my career. And I was like, damn, this is, like, a cool fucking moment for me. So, yeah, the more experience and the more comfortable I got with it, uh, the easier it was. But the first time was definitely, like, everything was good up until that point. And honestly, it's, like, all the directors have told me, like, a lot of times they'll have to wait forever for people to come, and that wasn't the worst. I think it was, like, I don't know. I'm sure I'm exaggerating it in my head, but it was like 15 minutes or something like that. And people told me it was like, oh, there's there's definitely been way worse than that. But that was like my first experience. I'm like, damn, yeah, man, like <laughs> that's gonna be it. I'm never gonna work again. But everybody's like, no, it's cool, man, chill. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I've gotten to a much more comfortable spot now with all my scenes. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna depend whether that's studio or collabs, um, because they're, I mean, they're just too completely different um, products. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like saying, oh, do you like cooking? And then <clears throat> comparing, like, cooking at a Chinese restaurant versus an Italian restaurant. Like, the product's going to be completely different. The, you know, market's going to be completely different. Techniques are going to be completely different. It's still cooking, but they're all just so different. Um, so I'll, I'll break it up in two. Uh, for studio shoots, I like the most is getting paid, <laughs> just being honest with you. Um, just because, you know, they pay you up front for the work and then you go home as the day's done, you know, and, and, and that's it. Um, I also sort of like the, uh, you know, getting to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise be able to meet. Um, I think it kind of like helps me feel more established in the industry. It's kind of like a calling card of like, yeah, you know, I you know, shot this many things. I've shot with these studios. Like I'm a legit dude in, in the industry. Um, but yeah, probably what I like most getting paid. Gonna be honest with you, <laughs> um, for studios, um, for collabs though, I feel like it, it, you know it's a, it's a different world because usually it's gonna be just you and the other performer. Uh, sometimes it's a videographer. Sometimes you know it's a group scene or already scene, whatever. But it's just like you and other performers sort of figuring out what do you want to do that day, um, and so I, yeah, I, I kind of like that that collaborative process of figuring out like okay, well, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you want to do or what are some of the things that, that your, your audience really likes that you think that, you know, we can make? I mean, honestly, I'll say some of my favorite parts of being in porn is, like, it's, I, I do a lot of group stuff. I, I went through my content the other day um, and realized that a lot of my stuff is, like, threesomes or more. Um, and one of the things I love and one of my favorite parts about, about collabs is before even anything starts, is just talking to the girls, um, and hopefully at some day, at some point, guys, um, and being like, "What, what do you want to do? Like, what works for you?" And then sort of like going, you know, down that path. Because I feel like a kid in the candy store. Like, yeah, I really like cosplay. Like, do you want to do that? And they're like, "Oh, I have like bunny ears." And I'm like, "Oh, let's fucking go." You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just just shit like that. Um, and it's like the, the planning process. Because then basically it gets you like exactly what you want to do. And exactly in the way that you that you like, whereas for studios it's going to be like, you know, uh, all right, we need 
blowjob, ass eating, or puss eating, uh, you know, cowgirl, doggy, spooning, uh, five minutes to eat, let's go. And so it's just like, you, like once you get to the, the fucking, it's pretty much this is just what you're going to do. But in collabs, you just figure out, like, what works for everybody, what does everybody actually want to do, and then you go from there. So it's like, it, it's a much more fun and collaborative kind of process. And the product that you put together, I think, oftentimes you can see that there's more um, authenticity to it, um, where everybody's really just having fun, whereas, you know, on the, the studio sets, it's clear that people are acting, especially in the acting portions, right? Everybody's, like, got their mouth wide open with the, you know, the the, the confused face or whatever. Um, the sex, I think, there's, there's not as much acting as maybe people think, um, at least for me, because I have a big dick, so it hits the right spots. But, um, yeah, obviously the, the, the acting portions beforehand is, is, is very much over the top. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's how I describe, like, what my favorite parts of porn are. When you're shooting a porn scene... What turns mm-hmm. you on the most and what turns you off the most? And if you want to split it up, you know, like a traditional porn shoot versus a collab shoot, you can do that as well. Yeah. What turns me off the most, and this is regardless of uh, studio or not, is when the person doesn't want to be there. Like, if the person is just like, I'm just here for a paycheck, like, I don't give a fuck about you, I don't give a fuck about this thing, like just fuck me and then we can go home. And like, not that I've done anything. I just show up and that, that's kind of like the attitude that I get. It's just like, well, I don't fucking want to. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, if you're not here interested in sex, then like, what the fuck are we doing here? You know? And like, I've had, I actually had a lot more sex before I got in the industry. Um, so sex is like a very important part of my life and the way I express myself uh, and, I, and the way that I move through the world. And so it's like, if you're just like, I'm just here for a paycheck, I actually don't want to do this, then I'm like, well, then let's fucking not do it. Like, I'd rather just not be there um, myself. Um, I haven't really had that on I'm – I'm trying to think. I don't think I've really had that on studio sets, maybe once or twice. Um, and honestly, I haven't really had it in collab sets either, but it's, it's, like, happened every, like, you know, a couple times in the, what, nearly 100 scenes that I've shot, and I'm just like, okay, then I'll just leave, dog. Like, I don't really want to be here either. Um, you know, and so it's, like, when people are, like, all right, let's go, like, I'm really, like, even if it's not even me, but they're, like, oh, I'm super fucking horny today, it's, like, yes, let's go, like, I'm into that, you know, um, but if somebody's just, like, yeah, I'm just here to make a paycheck and then fucking leave, it's, like, ugh, now, now I just feel like a whore, <laughs> you know, like, um, that's a big turn off, turn on, um, there are, um, I mean, so I, I think my, my turn on generally in, in sex is, uh, I, <laughs> I shouldn't even be saying this shit. I call myself, like, furry adjacent. So, like, bunny ears, puppy ears, cat ears, like, shit like that. You know, like, that's a very big turn on for me. I really like cosplay. That's another turn on for me. Um, groups. I really like groups. Um, I, in turn, when I'm bottoming, I love getting face fucked. Um, really, really enjoy that. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really know that I liked it as much as I did until I started doing it on set. And then it's just like somebody grabbing my head and forcing me to like suck their dick is, is a very big turn off for me. Um, let me see. There's some other things I like. Um, I mean, anybody who's watched my content knows that 
my nipples are very sensitive, so I like those getting played with. Um, and I really like in, in like doing POV when when the person I'm fucking is like their hands are up playing with my nipples, but you can't see what their hands are doing. Um, I don't know. There's something I like about that because it's like I'm getting this little treat that the the fans aren't necessarily seeing, but it's just like this treat that me and the other performer are sharing. I, don't know, I, I kind of like that. Um, I think that I mean those are all kind of like things that I like about sex generally or getting turned on generally. Um, but specifically in a porn thing, um, if the, I mean, if the videographer and this happened, you know, I, I haven't asked if I just heard the story, so I'm, I'm not going to, but, um, like, I'm not going to name names, but if the, if the videographer is hot and, um, they're into it, then that gets me really into it. <laughs> that gets me really into it. Like kind of like involving a third party who's not part of the scene into the play, um, is really fucking hot. I had that happen in a scene uh, the other day, uh, not instantly. So that was, that was pretty fun. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, yeah. which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vag, or anal? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think... I, I Well, I wouldn't really be able to choose between vag or anal, I just, it, it's not, there's not a huge difference for me, um, but vag or anal is usually where I'd be able to make them come, and that's what really gets me off, so I, so I think, like, penetration is the favorite part for me, and it's also, I have two angles that are kind of, like, something you can just expect when you see my content that I really like, and that's the POV blowjob with the kind of, like, ring light little setup that I have and then the close-up the face close-up when they're when they're in doggy um because I only I mean I don't mean to be rude or whatever but I only shoot with hot people and so seeing their face close up while they're getting pounded is like a really really sexy angle um that I really like so um I think that the the penetration is like one gets one of my favorite angles in terms of my content and then two that's where I can really get them off and so I like that I like that quite a bit like if I get like if, like you know if I get a trans girl to come when I'm inside her or if I get a cis girl to squirt on me you know that's it like that's I've done my job for the day <laughs> um yeah in a scene in regards to rimming which do you enjoy the most giving or receiving giving um I I, I like I don't like getting rimmed as much as I like getting fucked. If I'm going to be bottoming at all, like, just fuck me. You know, like, just give me the dick. Like, let me, <laughs> let me, let me bottom. Uh, I don't like that teasing shit as much when I'm going to get fucked. Um, I think because when I'm bottoming, I like kind of being submissive. Um, I kind of like them kind of like taking control. Um, and it's not really as much about me. For me, I'm getting off because it's about them um, getting their pleasure. Um, it, so yeah, I would say probably rimming somebody else. And I, I usually like it because they're, they're enjoying it, right? Like if they're really enjoying rimming, then it's like, oh, it's cool. Like it's fun that they're having a good time. In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position to perform for the camera? And, uh, does that equate your favorite position off camera? I've, I've been getting, I've been liking spooning a lot more. Um, recently I've done it in a couple of my past scenes. 
And the reason I like it is because fucking is actually quite hard. Uh, fucking for porn is quite hard. Um, fucking in life is like, you know, if, you, if you're stroking it, right, and then you get tired, you're like, okay, let's switch positions. But in porn, it's like, look, we need five to seven minutes of this position. So, like, <laughs> you need to figure it out, player. Like, you need to, like, get more fit or you need to do whatever you need to do because we need five to seven minutes of this shit. So, um, actually, spooning is nice because, one, you get to see the penetration, um, obviously, depending on where the camera's set up. But if the girl is, like, lifting her leg up, um, then you get to see the penetration. Uh, two, you get to see the, the girl fully because she's just, like, fully laid out. And so I'm kind of, like, in the background, and, and they're the ones just, like, kind of in the foreground. And so I think my content, I like the look of that quite a bit. Um, and then three, it's easier. It's, like, I don't get as tired because I'm just laying fully down, um, pounding, um, and so it's not it's not as difficult for me to do like uh, cardio wise. Is it my favorite position? Um, no, I think doggy is probably my favorite position. Um, I'm I'm definitely an ass guy, so I think that's probably my favorite position. Uh, or honestly, just missionary, because like you know fucking a pretty girl and seeing her either play with her clit or, or, or uh, stroke her dick is, like, that's really hot. Um, and, again, I'm, I'm going to keep plugging this because I don't know where the fuck to find these guys. But cute twinks, please, hit me up. I'd love to fuck you on camera. Uh, let's set <laughs> this up, please. Um, I, just, I just haven't shot too much of that yet. So I'm just being honest about the content that I shoot. Listeners, please help Andre Stone find some please. cute twinks. <laughs> please, it's crazy because I'm he like may, he needs his DMs away. flooded with cute twinks. Yes, I'm like 25 minutes away from West Hollywood. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay, that I haven't found cute. Well, and and, and let me let me clarify. All right, cute twinks who are going to get talent tested is a very fucking big deal because this is how I pay my rent. Um, who are comfortable with their face being shown on camera because I don't do anonymous stuff because I'm just like, why would I do that? Um, and who are going to do paperwork. Like, because, you know, with, with any porn that you shoot, you need to share IDs. You need to sign paperwork saying that you're over 18 and that you're willing to release the con- or you're willing to release the rights to your co-performers so that they can produce the content. Um, and, then, and then finally, who aren't going to flake because I've had, I've had a handful of... Uh, twinks who I was going to shoot with who last second were just like, oh, you know, I'm not in town or, oh, can't do today or, oh, I forgot to get tested or whatever. So if you can satisfy all those criteria uh, and you live in the Los Angeles area, please, uh, you know, uh, post haste, get in my DMs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I really Listeners, shoot it. that was a plea from Andre Stone. <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> all right. So we know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot, the money yes. shot in a scene. Mm-hmm. Where is your favorite place to shoot your load? And where's your favorite place to take a load? If you're going to take one. Uh, uh, coming on a girl's glasses if she has glasses. Easily. So I'm about that. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know what that says about me, but I really like it. Um, if she doesn't have glasses... Um, let me think. Probably... Oh yeah, so actually, it would be it would be it, it's not on the glasses. It'd be somewhere where I could control, like so where I pull out in the stroke, um, or I cream pie 
because the, so my the head of my dick, I'm uncircumcised, I'm uncut. It gets super sensitive as I'm coming and after I come. And so whenever I like am laying back and they're stroking me off or giving me head, the first thing that the person always does, the girl always does after getting off is like continue stroking it or like putting it in their mouth to like lick up all the time. And it's really hot. Like don't get me wrong, but it's so sensitive. <laughs> I'm like I'm over here holding this POV camera, trying to not like scream like stop, stop, stop. Um, while they're just going to town on my dick. Um, so, you know, a position where I can kind of control the shot is, I think, I don't know. I don't know if fans prefer the girl's dick or mouth on it when the come happens or if they're cool with me struggling. I don't actually know, but um, those are probably my, my preferred ways to go. Um, and then taking a load, I love the taste of cum, and I like how it feels in my throat. Um, I, I mean, so I, I pretty much... Have I? No, I don't think I've ever eaten a guy's load before. Um, but I've eaten a lot of uh, loads from trans girls, and I, I really like the, the flavor of it. I've heard that there's different tastes, but I don't know. I haven't actually been able to to to, to verify that yet. So, again, cute twinks, you know, this mouth is open. There uh, you I, go, you know, yes. I, I am versatile, too. So. There you go. Andreson yeah. is filthy, and we love it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes. Speaking of filthy stuff, how would you describe yeah. your fuck style? Uh, again, I think it's going to be different for studios and collabs. Studios, it's a lot harder. Uh, and I shot with, like, more kink-focused studios, like, like kink and kink men. And so it's, like, very hard and rough because um, that's what they like. Um, so that's typically how I do it. And I, I, you know, I kind of get the impression that for studios, they really like the more rough pounding. Um, and the fans of studios like that. In collabs, I'm really like just going to do what the girl likes, you know, or what the, 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 the scene partner likes. Um, because again, like, you know, my favorite part of it is getting them off. So if they like it slower, if they like it harder, if they like it from the back, like I'm, I'm pretty flexible with, how I give it, and I just, I think it's usually, um, I don't want to say sensual, because I think that that connotes, like, an emotional connection, which isn't there, but just kind of, like, for, for lack of a better word, you know, for lack of a better word, I think sensual is probably the style that I usually do on my collabs. Well, now yeah. it's time for the big question, a question that I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of your fans and supporters might be curious to know. Mm. How much is Andre Stone packing? Oh, eight and a half inches long. Um, I haven't actually gotten around to measuring the head, but the shaft is six inches around. The head is is, is very thick. Um, so if I had to guess, I'd probably like I'd probably say like seven and a half inches around at the head. Um, but I, I haven't gotten around to, to measuring it. But eight and a half um, long is 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 the is the length. It's, it's a large dick, and the problem is uh, that I'm six foot three, and so it's it's been actually pretty difficult to fo- like take photos and videos of my dick to show how big it is because in relation to my body, it's like you know looks more normal size, and so whenever I get on set, you know the girls are like, oh my fucking god, like, <laughs> I did not know it was this big, and I'm like, sorry, like I can't, I don't know how to take pictures better. So until then, <laughs> I love it. Playing the pictures, it so yeah. good. Now, you are fresh in the game, but mm-hmm. I do have to ask this. You know, in, in regards to longevity and that sort of thing, in yeah. the back of your mind, 
do you have the teeny tiniest of idea of potentially in the future an Andre Stone official dildo replica? I would love that. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to to, to get one of those. Um, I think it's cool, and I think that um, I definitely have fans that would really enjoy getting fucked by my dick. Um, I haven't gotten approached by it. Like, I know there's like Clone Willie and Doc Johnson are the two dildo toy companies that I've heard doing things like that, and I, I haven't gotten approached by them. But yeah, I'd be down to do that. I think it's fun. All right, you heard it here first, so we'll see what ends up happening as Andre Stone's star continues to rise and to shine brighter. Now, something that we discussed a couple of questions ago was the pop shots, and I want to ask you, as a performer, how do you prepare for the pop shots? I feel like with your scene work that has dropped already, you Uh are becoming very much known for your pops. So what do you do in particular when you have a scene coming up um, mm. you know, to prepare, to make sure that the money shot looks good. Right, right, right. Um, I will not come the day before. Uh, that's something that, unless, unless somebody is like paying me for like a solo video session or something like that, or paying me a bunch of money for a custom, like I think that the come shots are very important uh, to the studios, so I don't come the day before. And the reason I know that that helps is because, uh, <laughs> years ago, uh, before than any of this, um, I went to a sperm bank because I was like, oh, I'll just be a donor. Fuck it, like whatever. And so I go through the whole process. And uh, they're like, okay, we need a sperm sample from you um, because, like, most men, they don't have a sufficient amount of sperm per, like, you know, drop of cum or whatever. So they have to actually have to test it, right? And so I give them the sample, and they're like, oh, this is amazing. It's like, this meets the, the criteria or whatever. And they're like, all right, we need, to, we need you to come back again in three days uh, to give another sample, and you can't come in between because if you come before, like you're gonna, it's gonna fuck up the sample. Like you're not gonna shoot as much. And me being very horny, I was like, that's not gonna happen. So I tried to like, not, I tried to come the day before to see if I could slide by and like, you know, get away with it. And they're like, yeah, this did not meet the meet the level. <laughs> so I have very, I have scientific, definitive proof that if you come the night before, uh, your cum shots the next day will be nowhere near as big. So yeah, ever since that. Uh, I've been like, all right, I need to make sure that I save this thing up so I really get a huge load uh, for the fans. I will just say this. Andre Stone has lived 10,000 lives. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's, it's wonderful. If, I, you know, if, if there's money involved and if I can use my dick to secure that money, I'm, I've probably done it or I'm, I'm looking into exploring it. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> but it sounds factually accurate, so I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely. All right, so in the time that you have been in the industry, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Now, I'm not necessarily looking for, like, top ten, top five, top three, anything like mm-hmm. that. Just names that sort of pop up in your mind. Well, obviously my girlfriend, Domino Presley. Uh, we met shooting collab, <laughs> so... You know, definitely very happy that that happened, and um, you know, super in love. And uh, I, I don't think that we would have met had it not been for that. Um, so, you know, if, if I've done anything right in the industry so far, it was, it was getting to meet her and then getting to know her and love her, and, and uh, you know, us, us developing our relationship. Um, other performers. So, so I had a um, in September of 2022. I um, did a content house, and so I just rented a place out in Vegas 
and invited people to come through. And, um, you know, some of the, some of the girls who are out there, I, you know, I really got to know, uh, like Billy Beaumont, the person I shot my first scene with Claire, um, Gemini, who was also out there. And, and we've really like developed and continued that relationship on forward. Um, I know I'm going to miss people. So, you know, if, if you, if I do miss you, I'm sorry. Um, Jasmine T, um, and Princess April are, are, are friends of mine. They're, they're, um, they're girls that I've worked with a couple of times, uh, the anime orgy, and then <laughs> Jasmine. So Jasmine T uh, and I shot a collab where she was in a Chun-Li cosplay, and then she posted some Chun-Li-related uh, stuff on TikTok that went super fucking mega viral. And so now, I swear to God, if you go on Google and you search Andre Stone, my name didn't show up for some reason. I don't know if, like, my SEO is fucked up or if it's because it's in porn, so it's all blocked. But, like, the third or fourth thing is Andre Stone, Jasmine T. Chun-Li. Like, that's, and it's on TikTok. It's like a, a search on TikTok. So that shit blew up. And so I'm never going to beat the allegations on that one. Like, <laughs> forever, my name is going to be associated. But it's a hot scene. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure I'm, sure, I'm sure forgetting names, but just off the top of my head, those are some of the girls I really enjoyed working with and um, developing, like, friendships. Uh, with and obviously with my girlfriend like a romantic relationship now let's work on the power of manifestation who Mm. have you not worked with yet that you would love to do a scene with okay well so there's a couple there's a cis girl performer named little puck who i'm actually supposed to be working with on the ninth so that's like oh so fucking excited um kazumi I've, i've messaged her a couple times like, we, we, we chatted back and forth, but nothing has materialized in terms of, a, of, a, of like, shooting something. Um, who else? I would love to work with Ariel Demure. Um, we chatted a couple times, but nothing has sort of come from that. Uh, let's see. I feel like there's probably other performers. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, let me, let me, there's, a, <laughs> there's some, uh, so cute boys out there. There's uh, Chenny. Um, I'm not sure. If, I don't think. Yeah, just Chenny. Uh, we talked a few times, but nothing has materialized out of that. Uh, Alex Fox. We chatted a few times, but nothing materialized out of that. And um, what is his name? God, his voice is so fucking cute. Uh, Nico. It's Nico. I think it's like Nico X Mura or something like this. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's like Nico Mura. I can't. I can't remember the, the exact act. Um, but, yeah, I would really, really like to work with him. Um, he has not gotten back to me. <laughs> and then uh, Dane, uh, Dane Jackson, who we, we've talked. And I think, I think that's kind of, like, in the work. We just have to, like, have our schedules line up and, um, and be in the same place at the same time. But uh, let me see if I can find this guy. I think it, I think it was, like, Nico X Mora was the was – the, handle on Twitter, but obviously I can't find it now when I actually want it. Um, but yeah, so those, those are the people that I would love to work with who I have not worked with yet. Um, yeah, and, and in terms of studios, I mean, I'd love to work for uh, Brazzers, Team Skeet, See Him Fuck. Um, there's, a, there's a studio called, I think it's a studio called Helix, which is basically just all twinks. <laughs> so you know, I'd be like in a candy store there. Um, that's like heaven for you. Right? And <laughs> Especially I, because like, you're looking for only, them. 
What's up? Exactly. I said, especially because you're so. looking for them. You can't find them. They're all over at Helix. Exactly. <laughs> I think that they, I think it's like all Twinks, but I'm like, look, guys, if you guys ever want to expand to like Jock Twink stuff, like, please, <laughs> please hit me up. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, I think those are, those are the people in, in studios that I'd like to work with at some point. Are there any individuals in the industry, whether they be in front of the camera or behind the camera, that you look up to? Are there any individuals that basically serve as inspiration for you with what you're trying to do with your slice of the industry? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can I can name some I can name some performers. Um. I mean, I think yeah, Flesh Mechanic is a guy who. Uh, okay, so let me let me let me actually say what I, I want my mark on the industry to be, because I think that that will be, I think that helps clarify it. I think where I want to be in, my, in, in the industry, where I, the legacy I want to leave when I get out of here is like, obviously I want to make a good living for myself, but I want to be a dude, a male creator, who um, kind of like establishes what, like this, this new orientation, this new sexuality of like dog, like I, I, I'm so tired of people talking about like crossover this or like, you know, oh, you work with these people, because it's like, bro, everybody is, like, hot. We're all just sexual beings, like, exploring what is fun and, and attractive to us, like, kind of, like, doing away with labels as much as possible. Um, I think it would be really cool. You know, trying to, I think, expand people's understanding of, of orientation and, and sexuality and stuff, because I feel like so many people um, are just so reactionary and so knee-jerk when it comes to... Um, their sexuality and it's just like bro it's 2020 fucking three man be whatever you want be whoever you want be open be uh, you know proud of who you are who you love like and if somebody's got something to say about it fuck them right and so i kind of want to shut you know have that like put that example out there because at the end of the day we're all human and like nobody's more valuable than anybody else and nobody's less valuable than anybody else and and i think that that's if we kind of like move with that understanding then like everybody's better off and, and we can have like a better world. And I also think uh, I would like to leave a legacy of like, this is a dude who is respectful to the co-performers, right? That people would say like, yeah, this is a respectful guy, you know, treats everybody, you know, the way they should be treated. And so I think just be a good dude. Um, it's just like so many people, it's like every other fucking week, somebody's getting canceled for some horrible shit. And it's just like, why the fuck are we doing this guys? Like, there's just no, there's no need, there's no reason for any of this kind of stuff, and it's gross. And I don't like to fucking see it, and I don't think that's how I operate. And I, and so I kind of want to be one of the dudes in the industry that people can look to. Is like, yeah, this guy's been professional. This guy's, you know, taking care of his, his co-performers. Like, consent is very important. Like, all that kind of shit, right? Like, we're all just here. It's a business. We're here to have fun. We're here to take care of each other. In terms of the people that I feel like are doing that, and you know, if somebody has been canceled. Uh, that I, I'm not aware of, like, I'm sorry, please let me know, but these are the dudes who, as far as I can understand it, like, people have said great things about, um, and so I kind of, like, you know, appreciate having them in the industry and, and sort of, like, respect, you know, respect and appreciate their vibe, and, and um, so there would be uh, a guy named Justice in Vegas, uh, Vic Lowry, um, Steve Ricks in L.A., a guy named Finney's Playhouse, I believe he just moved out to, to Vegas, um, a guy named Flesh Mechanic, uh, Leo Weiss, 
I oh, there, you actually there's a new creator um, named Odds Odds who I believe he's based in SoCal, um, who seems like a good dude. Like the people that I've worked with who worked with him have said good things. Um, and yeah, I'm sure that I'm missing people. Oh, uh, Theo Tyson Tate out in, out in Baltimore. Uh, I think he's out in Baltimore. He's somewhere on the East Coast at the very least. Um, but yeah, just dudes who are like good fucking people, you know, <laughs> that make cool, hot, fun porn um, in a respectful manner that's respectful of their co-performers. Like dudes like that in the industry, I really, I really appreciate because there's just so much fucking bullshit out there. Um, otherwise, it's just gross. So when there's there's guys who are taking care of their co-performers and making cool stuff, like I really I really rock with that and vibe with those people. You mentioned versatility earlier, mm-hmm. and I want to give you the chance to sort of talk about that now because I feel mm-hmm. like, and I could be wrong, you can correct me, but I feel like especially when you do studio work, you are mm-hmm. predominantly a, sort of like the featured top in the scene. Mm-hmm. And so right. you did mention that you are verse. And so, um, you know, for those out there that are listening that are like, well, I've only seen Andre Stone top, you know, will we see him bottom? Will we see him do verse scenes? Is that oh, yeah. on the horizon? They're out there. Okay. They're already out there. So I have bottomed. Uh, so I, I bottomed fully in a kink scene for former name KCK. Uh, I think, I think it's like their TS seduction site. That was really fucking hot, actually. Um, and that was my first time subbing, ever. Uh, <laughs> so it's funny, because before the scene, I'm, you know, I, I know Casey, and, and you know, uh, we go back a little bit. So uh, I was very comfortable to do that, and, you know, on camera subbing for the first time. And, but I was like, I've never done it before. So beforehand, like, let's, can, can you give me a few, like, practice smacks so I know what to expect, right? And so all the toys were like that. So she's like, paddle this, that, the third, right? And, and I'm like, oh, I can fucking deal with that. That's not that bad, right? And then we get in the scene, and I get tied up, right? And I can't fucking move. And she's like, all right, ball gag in. <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And then she starts going to fucking town, like just beating the shit out of me. And I'm like, yo, why didn't you do this beforehand so I could get into the mental state to prepare for this shit, you know? Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of like feeling like, you know, you know, if you've ever seen like, I don't know, like action shows like 24 or whatever, you know how they got the guy tied up, like the terrorists or whatever. They're like, "Where's the fucking codes?" You know, and they're going, you know, going working them over. Um, <laughs> that was kind of my experience. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Obviously, consent the whole time was was clear. Like there was never a point when I felt like I was in over my head. I, you know, just to be very clear, there, it was all consensual. Um, it was just very funny because it went from like, "Oh, this is cute," to "Yo, what the fuck?" Um, pretty quick. Uh, but anyways, I bought him in that scene. Um, that one's really hot. I also bought them for Casey. Well, this, the, with Casey as a flip fuck um, for Trans Angels, um, I think it was like the name of the scene is Put Her Ass in Class. And I think I'm part one of that because there's two parts. The other guy was Dick Lowry. Um, so that, that one I was verse. We, we flip fucked. And then I bought them for Eva Maxim for Groovy. Um, I'm not sure. That, I think that scene is out. I think it's out, but I'm not sure. I know the first two are out. Um, but the even maximum may not, may not be out yet. So I, I bought them three times. In terms of collabs, I've bought them for Alexis Scout twice. Um, those are older videos, but I'm definitely down to, to bottom more. I just, I haven't gotten around to it. Um, but yes, I, I, I do like bottoming and uh, want to get a lot more bottoming things in. And in fact, I'm, I'm talking to Groovy about doing some more bottoming as well. So 
maybe maybe down the line you'll, you'll see more of that for me. Let's talk about your work with kink.com. Are you having fun yeah. getting the chance to sort of explore, you know, different fetishes and that sort of type of play on camera? Uh, well, it's been a little bit since I've worked with them, and I would like to work with them again, but uh, it's, it's been a little bit. Um, I, you know, outside of work, I've done doming um, in my personal life. Um, and so, so that, that's, like, not a new space for me. Um, obviously some of the toys that they have are new cause I don't have like an electro wand and shit. Um, but the, the kind of like at the, 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 the prospect or the, the act of doming is something I'm very familiar with and, and enjoy quite a bit if the, if the person is into that. Um, so that was pretty fun. Um, I never done, I never worked with somebody or like had sex with somebody who was tied up. So like that bondage aspect was new and that's kind of fun. Uh, again, if they, if they like it. Um, but yeah, honestly, the subbing was a very interesting experience. Um, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not against having that happen again. Um, yeah, cause it's like, it was, it was definitely like the amount of like endorphins and shit that are released afterwards was like really, really nice. And so if I'm just doing it with somebody that I feel comfortable and safe with, um, the, and I, and you know, the, the directors and shit, I feel, feel safe with, so they've taken care of me. Uh, it's Micah Martinez and a, a guy named Rudy, whose last name actually I don't know, but those are the two directors or videographers that I've worked with, and I always felt comfortable on set with them. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely be open to doing that, like subbing again, because uh, that was that was that was fun and it was new, um, but I think I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, no, working with Kink is dope. Uh, they're very consent focused. Um, you know, they really want to make sure everybody's safe and, and enjoying themselves on set. So, yeah, that, that was good. Uh, it, was, it was a good experience. And we certainly have to talk about your deep, lush debut, which dropped oh, sure. this week. Yeah, with Leilani Lee. Um, she's stunning. Working with the legendary Owen Gray, like, you know, he's just he's like one of the dudes that's been around forever. So, like, being able to, to work with him and, and develop a, a working relationship has been, has been cool. Um I think the scene's really hot. Like, I mean, anything Leilani's in is going to be hot. So, like, you know, I, I think I looked good as well there. <laughs> you know, I was looking a little bit uh, fitter um, that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. It, it, was like a, it was like a good experience. I think, you know, the videography and the lighting was really good. Um, and it was cool. It was cool to, to do that work. Um, we're actually going to work again, uh, me and Owen, uh, on Saturday. Uh, we should unless something something comes up. We're scheduled to shoot again on Saturday. Um, I don't want to I don't want to share any information because I'm not sure like what is supposed to be shared. But um, that's gonna be a hot scene. I believe it. Yes, Owen Gray does incredible work. So major props on yeah. making that connection. I'm glad that it worked yeah. out, and I'm glad that it was so uh, you know fruitful that uh, another scene mm-hmm. is gonna be released as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And just and, and just to, to just really quickly, I think it's important to just like shout out Owen um, because I, I, in, in, to me he went above and beyond in terms of like uh, taking care of the models that day, um, and, and I think that with so much, like with so much out there about like studios not you know uh, properly valuing the time of their models, I think you know. He really, he really took it a step beyond what I think was necessary to make sure that everybody was like felt fully valued and compensated and stuff. And I think like, yo, like 
shout out to him for that because I don't think that he had to go that go that far. Um, so, yeah, just want just wanted to put that out there. I love that. Very nice. I like hearing stories like that. Uh, I have yet to yeah. interview Owen Gray. He's on my wish list. Um, mm. So hopefully one day. But uh, I love hearing uh, positive uh, encounters like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yes. and you know, it's funny. Like I haven't, I yeah, I haven't known Owen Gray's work um, uh, myself for a long time. But I, don't, I haven't really watched like cis hetero porn in a long fucking time. I just would rather watch girls having sex. Um, but um, if his if his porn is anything like the way that he kind of like runs his studio, he would be he would be among those other guys um, who who inspire me to like be a good dude in the industry. Very nice. Let's talk about your original content because you have a, a myriad of ways in which you release your original content. So let's start off with mm-hmm. your OnlyFans. You have two OnlyFans. Yeah. So can yeah. you share with the listeners a bit about what they can expect and what type of content they can see on your OnlyFans pages? Right. Yeah, I've um, – so currently I have two. I, I've tried different strategies. Um, and I think I've kind of settled on what I like the best. Um, so there's a regular page, which is my main page, um, Andre's Stone, Andre's underscore Stones, A-N-D-R-E-S underscore S-T-O-N-E-S. Um, and that, I have five scenes up on the wall, and those are my five most recent hardcore boy, girl, or group scenes. Um, <clears throat> and those are going to be up on the wall without pay-per-view. Sometimes, um, I do have a pay-per-view among those if it's like if the scene is good enough. Um, so like right now, my my hand job video with my girlfriend is is, is PVV, and I've had like when I had an anime orgy with um, uh, Jasmine T, Utofu, uh, Tony A. Tang, and Princess April. That one was on pay-per-view as well because it's like come on, like <laughs> I can't just give everything away. Uh, but but pretty much all the time, it's five scenes on my wall without pay-per-view. And then I have all my other scenes, like sort of video on demand that you can purchase in DMs uh, for pay-per-view. And then that's also where I take uh, custom orders or do sexting or sell, like, underwear or um, just engage with with people. Dick rates, I I just started doing – I just had my first uh, uh, dick and foot rate uh, uh, fan, so that was fun. I was like, oh, I've never done that before. Um, and then I'll also cam on there, um, uh, you know, whenever I, whenever I go live. So that's kind of like my main page where if like, if you like the boy girl stuff, but then you also want solo stuff and you're there for more than just the girls, but also for me, then that's like where you go. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty responsive. So if you message me, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to respond fairly quickly as long as I'm not on set. Um, so that's the one page. The second page is my VIP page, which is basically every single thing, every single uh, collab that I've shot on my wall, no pay-per-view. Just put it all out there. If you want to want to watch it, then you can watch it. And I think that, and, and you know, the monthly price is high. It's like it's, that's $50 a month. But I have 75 scenes with, like, Domino Presley, Emma Rose, Kira Noir, Marika Hay. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I recognize it's just, you know, inflation's a bitch, but um, if, if people think it's high. But I was kind of thinking to do, like, a dollar a scene. So right now I think that'd be, like, $73, $74 a month. Um, 
I think right now 50 is like a good balance. Like it still, you know, I feel like compensates me for the content I'm putting out and also, it, it, you know, is a, is a good value for the, for the consumer. Cause like, you know, my videos are between 20, 25 minutes long on average. And then I have some that are 40. Like I have a Emma Rose, Zariah Ara and Bailey Archer foursome. And that's 40 minutes. And it's like, there's a lot of times that you can bust your nut to that video. <laughs> so like getting through my entire catalog, I think would be difficult anyways. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where I am on, on that. They both have been doing well, like the trajectory of the VIP page. It's pretty new. I started in late August, and it's going in the right direction. So, you know, I, I think until I find a better system, I'll probably keep this. The only question that I have is, like, once I start shooting with guys. Oh, and so I should clarify that both pages, one new scene drops a week. Um, so on my regular page, it's like my new scene, the new scene drops for that week. This week it's me and uh, Nixie Leone, and then the scene, the fifth scene, will go off the wall, and then you can buy it in the DMs like PPB. Um, but so there's always five scenes, and one new scene gets released a week. On the VIP page, it's just a new scene gets posted, and then that's the that's the next one. And so I'm trying to figure out like, once I start shooting with guys, should I post on the VIP page of the the gay stuff? or not because I, you know I'm not sure if the fans are there for that or if they're there just for the girls I, I don't know so I'll have to figure that out but you know I think I'll probably just post once a week whatever the content is that I'm posting uh, on both pages and then we can kind of go from there but I think I mean I think people want to see the gay stuff anyway people have been clamoring it for, for, for a while um, which is why I'm like begging some tweets to just bust it open like please for the love of fucking god <laughs> anyways I love it. I hope that your DM is filled with cute twinks. Me too. Yeah, I would. I would pray for that any day, but especially after this. Exactly. Uh, yes. Yeah. Now, what type of content do you plan on adding in the future? Is there anything that you're sort of uh, toying with the idea of implementing on your OnlyFans? I, I do know. I mean, spoiler alert, because we, we did a little bit of a pre-interview. I know that you're thinking about doing something in particular. So um, can you share yeah. that with the listeners? Yeah, I think I think this is something we talked about. Uh, cosplay is, like, one of my biggest uh, kinks. Uh, so I want to do a page that's just all my cosplay content. Um, the only thing is that OnlyFans only allows you to use uh, have two pages. So I'm not quite sure how I would market it. I think it's, like, Fansly that has, like, different tiers of subscriptions that you can do. And so I think it might make sense for me to make a Fansly just so that I can have, like, okay, if you just want all my cosplay content, then you can have it here for this amount. Um, and then that that's sort of the benefit you get is, like, whenever I shoot a new cosplay scene, it gets added to the list. But I'm not going to be shooting that every week and releasing that every week. Um, and, you know, this is the perfect month to do it because it's October, so everybody's shooting all their, you know, their spooky shit. Um, and I have a couple of scenes that I'm, that I'm lined up uh, for that I'm excited about, but I haven't, I haven't shot yet. So that's one thing. Um, the other is shooting with guys. Like, ultimately, I do think that um, I want to because that, you know, basically what I want to do in porn is exactly what I want to do. So I want to have sex with all the people that I want to have sex with and film it, and that's, like, a full expression of my sexuality, and that's that's the kind of, like, content that I'm trying to build, the kind of, the kind of a product that I'm trying to, trying to, trying to build. Um, and so I, I really do want to shoot gay content. 
um, and incorporate that into what I like what I provide to, to my fans. And it's just, it's just been a matter of time of figuring out how to get that done. Um, so in the future, there is there is still gay content that I'm looking to shoot. <clears throat> Hopefully, I can shoot it sooner rather than later. I'd love to start shooting before the end of the year. Um, but you know, again, it's like getting people tested, getting people to not flake, getting you know everything set up, doing the paperwork. Um, and I kind of, you know, I will say that, that like the, the one thing that's been holding me back is like I want my first gay scene to be with like like a, a pretty big name performer because I want to like have a huge like all right like let's go like this is my shit now people will start to to know um so i have been holding off and there's a few people that like i do want to work with um once i have that first debut but like you know i've talked to a lot of people in the industry and like for instance like cis girls cisgender girls are like you need to make your first anal scene a big fucking deal because after you do that then you no longer have a first and there's less interest uh after you do it for the first time and so you really, really want your first or or double penetration for, for any any of the girls. It's like a double penetration. Like you want your first to first of all, you want it to be on OnlyFans, you don't want it to be on a studio, and you want to make it a big fucking deal. So I want like my first scene with um with another guy to be like, yeah, this is a big fucking deal and demonstrates like I'm serious about this this part of the market because that's who I am and that's who my sexuality is. So um there are a few people that I have talked to who I would do want to work with, but I, I just want to hold off to like really make a splash and then start shooting gay shit all the time. Um, so a little bit of it's on me in fairness. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that, so those are the two main things that I think are in the future for me. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Andre Stone. I, uh, I'm a huge Dungeons and Dragons nerd. If you've been following me, uh, for long enough, then you, you probably know that by now, but if, if you haven't, that's a, uh, that's something. Um, yeah, so I, uh, I I've been in it, I've been playing it for like I don't know since like 2017, so what six years or so. Um, haven't haven't played recently, uh, but just got a group together. Um, we're gonna have zero session in like a week, so super excited for that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I when I went to law school, um, I uh, was like, okay, I you know there's a new community of people. I just lost my group. And I moved uh, down to LA uh, to do it, and was like, "All right, I'm just, I'm just going to take a risk. I'm going to go on a, the Facebook page for, for for the year, and just be like, fuck it. Like, I don't care if I get you know made fun of, or if people are like, oh, that's a nerd for the rest of the you know the law school you know three years. I'm going to post and see who wants to play. So I post like, hey, you know, if anybody wants to play Dungeons and Dragons, I'm trying to set up a group, hit me up, and like 50 people responded. Um, so. You know, a bunch of groups got made out of that, but my group, we played for the full three years of law school, and then we played afterwards a little bit, too. Um, and, yeah, so I'm just, like, a huge fan of it. It's so fun. Just, like, sitting around a table, you know, chopping chopping it up, shooting the shit with, with your friends and just, like, playing make-believe. is so dope. And, and in case you think that I'm I'm, I'm capping here, uh, Gromont Stonebreaker, Half-Orc, Three Berserker, Barbarian, 17th uh, Battlemaster Fighter is the peak... Um, Melee builds you can do. Try you know try to challenge me on it. I dare you. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you know, I tend to drag you my shit. Describe yourself in ten words or less. Um, ten words or less. Big dick. Good heart. Um, 
dedicated, and wants to be the best. I think that's 10. That was 10 exactly. I love that you're so proud of your big dick, as you should be. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the first thing, you know. It's in the industry. It's like, what do you got that's different from everybody else? Well, I don't know about different from everybody else, but I got big dick, so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, as we start wrapping things up, I have this list of pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. The first question in this set is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Um, I don't really watch TV anymore, uh, but Cowboy Bebop, number one, uh, anime, number two, huh. I really liked... Well, does, does Netflix series count? Absolutely. Okay. I really liked... Um, I think it was like Making a Murderer. It's just so you know... Oh, I, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Okay. Cowboy Bebop number one. Number two, Star Trek The Next Generation. Number three, uh, Star Trek Voyager. Number four, um, uh, uh, was it? Uh, Star Trek Discovery. Number five, Lower Decks, Star Trek Lower Decks. I don't even know what the fuck I'm tripping about. <laughs> I'm a huge Star Trek nerd, too. So, uh, aside from Cowboy Bebop, those are easily my, my top four TV shows. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Uh, my favorite music artist of all time is Sam Cooke, uh, particularly his black gospel days. Before he was a pop singer, he wrote gospel music. And a lot of the gospel music, actually, they just change, like, God to baby, and it's basically the same fucking shit. Um, so Sam Cooke is my favorite artist of all time. Second favorite artist is the Black Dahlia Murder, the death metal band. Um, those black gospel and death metal are my two favorite genres. Uh, and they're basically the same thing, just kind of like inverted what they're praising or worshiping. So I think that's probably why I, I like them. Um, number three, probably all time, I would say Saul Williams, uh, black sort of spoken word poet, um, uh, really sort of like off-the-cuff kind of style. And then fourth would probably be Regina Spector. She's like a pop folk musician. Um, but yeah, so those, those are probably my top four. What are three of your most favorite films? The Matrix is easily my favorite film. Um, number two would... Mm, number two would probably, oh, you know, actually number two would probably be Black Panther, the first one, uh, just for one scene, the scene where uh, they're in the project, and I think it's the um, it's uh, Killmonger, it's like going back into his past, um, and outside you see this sort of like astral purple realm, which is super fucking cool because like Afro spiritualism is always like set in the fucking Serengeti, which is like cool, but it's like a very tired trope, but that they just kind of put that same spirituality in like downtown Oakland, which was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on screen. Um, and so that probably gets number two for me just for that scene alone. And then number three, maybe I'll probably, I'll just say inception. That's the name that keeps coming up in my head. Um, I just like, the, I like the world bending aspect of it. And, um, I like that they left the, the ending pretty ambiguous. Um, yeah, so if, if, I, if I had to choose, I'd say those two. What are two foods you can't live without? 
uh, burritos, chicken burritos in particular. Um, and probably like an In-N-Out burger. I am from SoCal after all. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Probably IPAs. <laughs> oh my god, I love IPAs. Hazy IPAs is like, and it's guilty because I got a, I, you know, I'm, I'm taking a break now. Um, because it was, just, it was like interfering with my, my bodybuilding goals uh, because I just wake up hungover and shit. So I'm taking a break right now, but whenever I have the opportunity to get like a hazy IPA, that's definitely a guilty pleasure. What are you currently binging? Are you currently binge watching anything on any of the streaming platforms? No, I don't really watch TV. Um, uh, like, if I'm if, basically if I'm you know if I'm with with Domino, we'll, we'll watch something. Um, but the only things that I'm pretty much going to watch is there's a I'm a huge gaming nerd too. Just in case that wasn't clear, um, there's two there's two competitive StarCraft leagues. One is called ASL and one is called GSL, and they're in Korea. Uh, one's for StarCraft One, which was released like in fucking 1999, and the other's for StarCraft Two, which I think was released in like 2004, 2005. But there's still there's still competitive leagues that are going, and so the, pretty much the only thing I watch on a regular basis is StarCraft One and StarCraft Two competitive games. That's, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, if I'm binging anything, it's like when the new season comes out, I'll watch all the I'll watch all the matches. What's next for Andre Stone? What's coming out in the near future that the listeners and your fans should be expecting and anticipating? Well, this week's drop is I have a scene with Nixie Leone that's, that's really fun. Uh, I'll also uh, Next week, I'll probably, either next week or the week after, I have a scene with uh, uh, Leilani Lee. Our, well, not our first call, our first boy-girl call out. We did a threesome together before. Um, but that one will probably be coming out in a week or two. I have a really hot cosplay uh, scene planned, but I might not be able to shoot that until later in the month just because of schedules. Um, but, you know, you know that, that, that is one when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, do I have any other collabs lined up? No, but I'm, I'm probably going to shoot something the 11th or the 12th. Um, so, I'm, you know, stay tuned for, for who that is. And then uh, Studio Sefi, I'm shooting for Groovy tomorrow. Um, with a girl, I think her name is Ali Sims. She's a pretty new, pretty new girl. Very cute. Um, yeah, Ali Sims at Ali Sims XXX. We shooting with her tomorrow, and then on Saturday I should be shooting with Own Grace Studio again. Um, we'll we'll see if that if that plays out. Otherwise, I don't think I have much like planned planned. A lot of stuff just kind of like comes up as it comes up. I know I want to do some couple streams on for like Chatterbait, um, so I'll be letting people know about those. And then I have like some some collabs that I'm going to line up in the next couple of days. Um, I have an I, I have a I have a really fun uh, content campaign uh, that I really want to get into. But before the details are kind of like ironed out, and I figure out who all is participating. I don't want to I don't want to ruin it because I want to I want to uh, spill the sauce. Um, but this is going to be a fun one, probably going to start in November. Um, but it'll be a fun, engaging campaign that um, allows the, the, the fans to engage with my stuff directly. So excited for that. Very nice. Sounds incredibly interesting. And speaking about the fans, where yeah. can your fans reach you? How can they reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, all of your important links? Right. So Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and my main OnlyFans page 
is all the same handle. It's at Andres underscore Stone. So at A-N-D-R-E-S underscore S-T-O-N-E-S, Andres underscore Stone. My OnlyFans VIP page is Andre Stone VIP. Uh, Chatterbait, I'm Andre Stone 69, because Andre Stone is taken. And on Strip Chat, I'm Andre Stone 69X, because Andre Stone, I think I fucked up and made <laughs> Stone 69 with the wrong email. Uh, and then I'm also on Sex Panther, uh, which is just slash Andre Stone, and Pornhub, which I believe is just Andre Stone. Like, it's just like Pornhub.com slash Pornstar slash Andre Stone, I think. Um, yeah, don't try to Google me, because for whatever fucking reason, my name doesn't show up. So, I don't know about that, but if you go to those links, uh, you will find me. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Oh, I will say two things. I had forgotten uh, a couple people um, in terms of the guys that inspire me. Uh, Jake Waters, Dylan Diaz, Randy Denmark, Chris Epic, all great dudes. Um, and, oh, and P.F. Baines, also from Las Vegas. Uh, and so I want to make sure that I shout out those folks. And then, yeah, for anybody who is, is, is um, interested in learning more about me or chatting with me, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm a fucking nerd, so I'm on the computer pretty regularly. So if you want to just reach out, you can find me on my platforms, and, and we, can, we can chop it up and chat. Um, and otherwise, I hope you love the content. I do, um, I guess I'll say two things in closing. I'm trying to prioritize my other socials as opposed to Twitter because I really don't like the way that Elon's been handling this, and it feels like it's kind of dying. So if you can follow me on my Instagram or TikTok, I'd appreciate that. Um, oh, and yeah, let me know what you guys like to see. I really, like, one of the funnest things about, you know, Chatterbait or uh, having fans on OnlyFans is, like, the, the back and forth. It's like, I want to know what you guys find hot because, for me, I'm just posting what I find hot. But if there's things that you guys like, let me know, you know. I'm here to, to, to have fun for you. So I'm always available. Reach out, say hi, and let's have some sexy fun. Very nice. Well, Andre Stone, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Fantastic. And certainly the door is open for more. Like, it would be awesome to have you back on so that you can update the listeners and your fans on what you are getting into. Definitely. Would love to. Perfect. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Andre Stone and I would like to wish you and yours 
a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>